this out. This is for our mothers. Amen. And of course, it wouldn't hurt if the dads would listen in a little bit. Might help you too. Amen. Luke chapter 15, just two verses, verse number 8 and 9. If you'll listen, amen. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. Verse number 9, and when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Many, many things have been taught and preached. And, of course, you could look in the commentaries for ministry or Bible study, and you'll find all kind of ideas about what those coins represent that one lost coin and on and on and on but if you'll just bear with me amen I will I will probably maybe help you just a little bit in our thinking I'm so glad we've got God's word I'm so happy that it is forever settled we have to understand that fads and fashions and changes and and it all comes and goes but the word of god it stays the same ancient writings from men who were inspired by the holy ghost now that's what the scripture tells us about scripture amen so we would be according to the bible we are fools if we don't believe in God. It's, it's popular now. It's common now. That's another one of those trends. Wrong one to get in. Mothers, this is your day. And all this is based on the word of the Lord. The spotlight is upon you. And rightfully so. And I'd like to see the kind of honor and respect that you're receiving today. Move beyond just one special day per year. I would like for that to just move on out to maybe maybe even every day. Would that be awesome? I think mothers deserve that. Moms, I just hope you get something good to eat today that you don't have to cook. And I hope the husbands and the guys are listening when I say that. Hallelujah. Mom has certainly made a deep impression on all of our lives. I got to thinking and I jotted down a few things here. Some are original, some are from other places. It's just pretty common stuff here. Amen. Each one of us could write a book on things that we heard our mom say. Amen. Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> Remember that? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> You'll put your eye out with that thing. It just goes on and on. I'm going to count to three. I mean, you know, when my parents started counting, you got to about one, and that was enough for me because I knew when they got to three, they'd be too bad. If you cross your eyes like that, they'll freeze. I don't care who started it. I'm going to finish it. And this is one of the things that would send a chill up my back. I would fuss with my mom. And, but but when, my, when my dad's name was mentioned, it was a whole different. Your father is going to hear this when he gets home. It would shut me down every time. She knew 
the right words to say. If so-and-so jumped off the cliff, would you jump too? If I catch you doing that one more time, I'll treat you like an adult when you start acting like an adult. And who do you think you are? Just a little word of advice. Don't ever answer that question. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here are a couple of the fathers of our country pay tribute to their mothers. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. That was spoken by Abraham Lincoln. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. All I am, I owe to my mother. I attribute all my successes in life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her, George Washington, our first president. In our text, Luke 15, Jesus is being ridiculed by the religious police of his day for reaching out to sinners. That's one way to say it. The hypocrites were on the job. Amen. He responds to these self-righteous Pharisees with the three stories that occupy this chapter. In five verses, he speaks of a shepherd who lost a sheep. And 22 verses, he speaks of the prodigal son and the gracious father who looked down the road and met that boy when he came back home. But sandwiched between these two parables is a tiny two-verse story called the parable of the lost coin where we received our, we read our text from. The woman realizes that she has lost one of her ten coins. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's not much. We have nine left, but some say these were probably her dowry coins given to her by her father at the time of her marriage. To her, the other nine coins were suddenly less, had less value it, 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 was, it was keeping them all together. Now, mothers can understand this better than most of us. It was the keeping them together that gave it great value. In this story, the woman lights a candle and she starts looking. Amen. That is the picture of true motherhood. We, we, we've got to get this part. I can envision the soft glow of a burning candle. Now, I don't know what it was. It says a candle in the, or in the King James Version, but some says a lantern, lamp, amen. But it was a light, amen. But this light, I can see it casting light on the caring face of a searching mother. I'm not giving up. I know I have nine left. And it seems like that would be all right. That's a pretty good deal. Only lost. No, 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 no. No, we are not complete until we get that lost one. This little story reveals when a mother shines. Somebody's liking what I'm preaching. <laughs> Getting excited about this already. A mother shines when she looks for the lost when she prays for the lost, when she believes for the lost, and when she does not stop hoping for the lost. That's where it starts. Don't give up. That's what a mother, amen, does. Just keeps on. A, a, a second grade teacher taught a class about a magnet. The next day she tested her students with this question. My name has six letters. The first is M. 
I pick up things. What am I? Almost half the class responded, mother. Mothers are magnets. They attract all sorts of things. Yet when they focus on that which is lost, from a lost sock to a lost child, that is when they really shine. A mother shines when she hopes for the best. What fuels her search? I'll tell you what it is. It's old-fashioned hope that she will not give up on. Hope blinds her to her children's faults. Hope paints her family in the best light. Hope keeps her glowing. She filters everything through the glowing illumination of hope. In the face of what people call reality, a mother still hopes on. Can you hear them? Don't she know better? Can't she see that it's said and done, it's all over? That's the nut she doesn't stop hoping. Notice that in this story, a woman didn't lose nine coins. She only lost one. She wasn't looking for the most, but she was looking for the least. That's when a mother shines. When she looks for the lost, hopes for the best, and loves the least. The heart of a mother, someone said, is a deep abyss at the bottom of which you will always find forgiveness. Just nothing quite like that. We can't fathom that. You can't put it in words. You can't express it. You can't explain it. Amen. When the church, now y'all knew I was going to do this. When the church is fulfilling her role as the mother. In type. The church is the mother. <clears throat> Seeking the lost, believing the best, and reaching for the least. Then that's when the church or the mother shines. I'll throw something else in. Uh, women learn this quicker than men, quicker than I did. But there is a glow on an expectant mother that you can miss if you don't know what to look for. Someone came and my daughter-in-law was probably up on the platform and someone just looked. I can't remember who it was. Right, Some other woman, some other lady and said, you're pregnant. Before it was ever announced, before anybody ever, but she saw, it was the glow that she saw. Even before you have kids, I feel like the church, as always, is pregnant with revival. There's new babies to be brought forth. And the Old Testament writer said, when Zion travails, who's he talking about? He's talking about the church. Amen. When, when Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be brought forth. I'm going to tell you, men, listen, there's no way that a man could uh, stand the pain. We think we got pain. You think that back hurts. Talk about looking for painkillers. If we ever had to have a baby. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying how I feel like it is. I'm just telling it like it is. You know, we think, when, no, 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 they travail. They suffer to bring forth life. But that's when they glow. Right. That's when they shine. 
Amen. And the world, you know, Moses was the only man I know in the Bible that just, and when he that did that, when he came down from being in the presence of the Lord, amen, his face had a glow about it. In fact, so much that he had to put a veil, they couldn't look right at him. Amen. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be something if this church got so pregnant? And by the way, let me just throw this out. Amen. I talked about the little flower coming up in the cold weather with snow still around. We talked about it being a timing thing. I understand a little bit about farming. The ground has to be a certain temperature. There has to be a certain amount of moisture. That's why farmers plant seed in the spring, and that's when they, you know, at the right time and the conditions get right, then the, then the little, little seed bursts open after it germinates and it makes a plant that produces fruit. However, there are some plants that pay no attention to the conditions. It can be snow on the ground, just like when I walked out of my house about a month or so ago, and it was cold, and there were spots of snow all around in various places, but yet there was those little tulips coming out of the ground anyway. What are you saying? I'm simply saying there are tulips, there are certain plants, they just go by timing doesn't matter how cold it is. doesn't matter what the conditions are. What are you saying, preacher? I'm simply saying that you can look at a situation and you can say there's no way God's going to help that and bless that. There's no way that person's going to receive the baptism of the Spirit. You can't have revival now. It's summertime. Everybody's going to listen. The conditions don't have to be right. The timing gets right. Hallelujah. And when babies are born in the natural, isn't it always storming or freezing, rain or snowing? Or, you know, you can hear story after story of people like, you know, I, this thing could, could, could be born at, you know, most any time, but it happens at midnight with the snowstorm going. You know what happened? The timing got right. When the time comes, that baby's going to be born. Hallelujah. And in the spiritual sense, when God gets ready to pour out a revival, when he gets ready to pour out his spirit, he knows who's hungry. He knows who is honest and sincere. He sees the believers. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Amen. And I truly, if, if, if I didn't believe, if I did not believe what I'm preaching, I would lay my Bible down and I'd find me something else to do. But I believe that God is in control. I believe there are individuals that are butting their head against the wall. They're spinning their wheels. They're going 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. But when God gets ready and mom keeps praying and mom keeps believing, mom keeps searching for the least and won't give up, I believe that God reaches down at the right time, lays his hand on the situation or on the person and that hungry heart, that seed down in there. I'll close, I'll close with this. Amen. The sower went forth to sow seed. That's why we're gonna preach here. 
That's why we're going to base it on the word. The world's going to say what it says. It's going to do what it does. Listen, you can go to happy hour whenever that is. You can hear all kind of doctrine. Sister Debbie mentioned it to me. There's people believe all kind of weird craziness. Amen. And she made a statement, and, I'm, and it just stuck with me. She said, think about the input. That's all the input that they've had. If you keep getting crazy input, if you keep getting people who, in, who tell you stuff and pour stuff in you that's anti-God, anti-Bible, anti-faith, it won't work. It's going under. It's all, you know, it's all craziness. Well, after a while, guess what? You'll start believing that. That's why that we're going to keep preaching right out of the word of the Lord. That's why we're going to keep praising because the word of the Lord tells us to do that. That's why we're not going to stop praying. That's why it's important to get your kids. Right. Told somebody the other day, I said, you know what? Y'all need to understand something. I said, the church preaches more than standards. We teach our kids to respect their parents. What parent wouldn't like that? We teach our kids, don't get pregnant before you get married. What parent wouldn't like that? And we help and support kids to do all kind of productive, good things. Now, they don't do that down at the, uh, the, the hop, you know, or the party. They don't call it the hop anymore, do they? <laughs> I'm dating myself. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> they're going to get down and have some fun and get sideways. And, yeah, but they're not going to teach them to respect parents. We teach them to stay away from drugs and dope and alcohol. Somebody said, well, alcohol's not bad. All you got to do is go online and just look to what the state statistics tell you. Amen. Just the state, not the church. It's foolish not to be against all of that. We're going to help your kids with that. But some folks can't get past a goofy dress code. Yes, we like to dress. Oh, the Bible said that. And on and on the list goes. Amen. But, but, but that's, not the, that's not the main message, folks. The main message is God reaching down in a heart. And I love how Paul said it. Paul, it's just an inward change. It's something inside. And Paul said, those things I used to love, now I hate. And those things I used to hate, now I love. Now, if you're just reluctant about, oh, I don't know. You know, what about, a, what about a change of heart? Hallelujah. I could preach a while on that. Amen. But moms, amen, I have to throw in, I have to throw in, you know, how God heals, how God blesses. Amen. Sister Guadalupe, you're just glowing. I looked over because I knew this was in my notes, and I looked over before I even came up, and I thought, you know, it's true. And the doctor said that couldn't happen. Could not happen. But the church prayed. Mama prayed. Mama got a hold of God. Hallelujah. All, I, all the direction I got for you is simply this. Mom, just keep glowing. Just keep glowing. Let your face shine. Because not only God, amen, sees that and honors that but the world sees that's too much sadness too much down and out amen I, I can have trouble we're not exempt from that when you get filled with the spirit but we do have a city of refuge to run to amen nothing like coming into God's house I, 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 I wish God and I hope God gives us a desire 
to be in his presence. Feel his presence. Feel his goodness. Feel his mercy. Amen. That would put a glow, amen, a shine upon your face. Amen. And what a revival to transpire, transpire amen, from women. Amen. Our ladies who are glowing, amen, because of the Holy Ghost as a result of being touched by the Spirit of the Lord. Clap our hands one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hit that keyboard good and hard over there. Hallelujah. Like you mean business. Praise God. Hallelujah. That makes me sound spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, whatever key that's in. Amen. Could y'all just, amen. Just say hallelujah in that key. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the help. I need some backup. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. We're getting out early today. Amen. Dads, husbands, would you do this just one day? Just today. This is a great start. We ought to do it every day, but just today. Could you just make sure that everything's well? Amen with the lady in your house. That's your job today. That's what, you, that's what you're supposed to do today. Just give you direction. That's what you do. Go out of your way to make her happy, make her feel good. Hope you bought her flowers. Let me just say this. Listen, men, I know you don't care about flowers. I know you don't. But she does. She does. I'm putting some of y'all on the spot right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know what we're singing, but we ought to sing something. Hallelujah. I got my back up back here right now. I see some of y'all laughed. Y'all hadn't laughed this whole service. <laughs> it looks good on you. You're glowing. Hallelujah. Y'all crank up on something right now. We're going to close. Hallelujah. Put y'all on the spot, didn't I? Y'all know how it feels now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, come on, sing. I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I will praise His name. I will bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I will praise His name. Oh, for the rest of my life. I'll forever proclaim.
Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you shake hands with three or four people on the way out? You dismiss. I'm letting you out of here. Make sure you shake hands with our guests. Glad you came today. Happy Mother's Day.